Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. This week, we are finally talking about the new Peacock original series, Girls 5 Eva. I feel like we've been talking about this for so long, and I'm excited to finally actually talk about the actual show and actual episodes and not just little bits of news that we received here and there. Seriously, that's a great point. We have been tracking this extremely closely. Very. From the beginning. Wow. Which is always fun that we've like had a podcast that long that you we can like we know that we reported the news on it when it was first announced <laughs> and then <laughs> here Seriously, we are. Seriously. That is like yeah, that's surreal. Wow. Very fun. We got to see this show just grow up from a, being a little baby. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> first tv news jordan what do you have for us this week i uh this news is really funny that the muppets are um doing a halloween special that will be on disney plus this fall and it's going to take place inside the haunted mansion at disneyland (gasps) oh my gosh fun it's just like sounds so fun and cute and Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride. I just wow. Very excited. Yeah, that's adorable. I'm yeah. very, that is very fun. It's maybe like the cutest news we've ever reported. I mean, I think that if I were to like tour one Disneyland ride with like all the lights on and like know all of like the workings of how things go, I think I would choose Haunted Mansion. And so I'm excited to see how they do that. Yeah, that's a great hypothetical. And I would probably answer the same way. There's just so many fun scenes that I need to know how they do the late, the lady in the ball, the ball, the crystal ball. Seriously, I want to see that. And I want to see like the party, the the birthday Mm -hmm. party, the dancing ghosts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not really sure. It's like it sounds like there will be like a story in it too. So, who knows, but I'm already excited for Halloween now. Yeah. Very exciting. Love this. My piece of news is that they added another person to the Succession cast, Adrian Brody, which I'm all for. I I don't really have like opinions here or there about it but just any news is good news to me yes that's how I feel about it too and again it's like another um like kind of a-listy movie person maybe Mm -hmm. even more so than Alexander Skarsgård so um even though I don't necessarily care that much personally about Adrian Brody I like have respect for him and it's just fun adding this like level of prestige to the show. Mhm. Agree. Very excited. The only other thing I have is that um Netflix dropped a trailer for Stranger Things season 4. And um it was basically like a f- kind of like a flashback to when Eleven is a kid in like the lab. Um you don't really see her as far as I know. It's it, They keep it very vague of like who these kids are. But the important thing, I guess, is that um, 
the scientist guy that she called Papa, who is plays the main criminal in the reenactments of the Operation Varsity Blues documentary. That actor, Matthew Modine. Oh, yeah. He is in the trailer. <laughs> that is the most roundabout way, I feel like, to say that. But <laughs> there's a lot of words that involved in that sentence. But he, Matthew Modine is back. And it's funny because we literally just watched him in that documentary. So that is really funny. Modine week last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, short news week, but. No buts. I don't know what I'm saying. Just short news week. <laughs> it sounds like it's a good thing it was a short news week. Um, yeah. For, uh, for our own sakes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, as previously mentioned, Girls 5 Eva finally dropped on uh, Peacock. And for our top three, we thought it would be fun to rank our favorite bands, for, uh, girl bands from Y2K that we would love to have them get back together and have it shown in a TV show. <laughs> yes. And like the less or the less the least famous almost the better kind of because something I really liked about Girls 5 Eva was like the phenomenon of these kind of like extra bands like they're nowhere near Britney mm-hmm. level, you know? And doing the research for this, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, they never really even got that rich. Yeah. Like, they all kind of have to keep doing other side gigs. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to hear your answers and see if we... I have a long list, so I'm like, if you have something, I'll probably choose something else. I'm Perfect. very excited. I forgot how many girl bands like this I was into. Same. And um, and some of whom where I'm like, oh, I totally know that song. I didn't know that was the name of the band and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. also, I didn't include any uh girl and boy bands, but there are there were several like C-list like co-ed bands, I guess, but I didn't include them on yeah. this list because it's Girls 5 Eva obviously. But it was just a fun yes. walk down memory lane. Yeah, it was. Okay, my first one is Nobody's Angel. They were the band that were featured in, like, the prom scene of Model Behavior. Mm-hmm. And they have that one song, I Can't Help Myself. And, wow, it's so good. And it would just be really fun to, like, see see them now and have Agreed. them get back together. Um, Do more proms. I don't know. That would be amazing. <laughs> they probably – you could probably get them for not too much money. And – um. I feel like, yeah, we're just going to have to, like, kind of pass back and forth. I'm glad we have bonuses because they're definitely one that is one of my contenders. Um, They also had one other song, uh, Do You Want to Dance? Those are the two. Mm, that one. Yep. Those are the two I know. They're both amazing. And um, I was dying because they, looking at their album cover, I was like, did they literally base Girls 5 Eva off of this band alone? Like, they're sitting on an inflatable couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, like it's very similar. Yeah, like, it's such, it's the exact right vibes. It's amazing. It's a perfect choice. And I also like that these bands feel like 
are they just a weird memory only I have? And so I'm I'm really happy when I find out no, other people remember them too. <laughs> um Okay, my number three is um three LW. Mm, great one. Um yeah, and I, I part of me kind of thinks that maybe they were like maybe a little more famous, but they still really only had like two famous songs. Um the most famous one, I th- I think I'm getting, I think I give them a little more fame in my mind because uh, they went on to be part of the Cheetah Girls, but um, the Cheetah Girls are like way more famous than 3LW, you know? Mm-hmm. But the 3LW songs, the only two I knew, but I loved them were No More, Baby I'm a Do Right, and uh, Play Is Gonna Play. Both great songs. I mean, if you want to compare numbers... 3LW is a huge hit in comparison to Nobody's Angel because Nobody's Angel, their hottest song, I Can't Help Myself, has 706,000 listens on Spotify, which is like nothing. Where 3LW, their biggest song has like 24 million. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at that now too. Wow. Yeah. It's just very fascinating. I know because I don't, well, you know, what do I know? It seems like they don't get the recognition. I feel like maybe 3LW. No, like I never hear about them. No, I think like Cheetah Girls have had a total nostalgia surge on the internet for like the last five years, I feel like. Don't really see it Mm -hmm. for just 3LW, you know? I mean, and I get it. Like Raven is a superstar icon to me as well. Raven Simone. But... 3LW also has bangers themselves, so I'm glad that yeah. 24 million people agree. <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking. Wow. Okay, my number two is the band No Secrets. Did you ever get into them? Um, They popped up in my... I was looking at like suggested bands off of all these other girl groups that whose names I did remember, mm-hmm. and... I'm really glad you brought them up because I was listening to one of their songs and I was like, is this a parody? (laughs) I think you know which song I'm talking about. It's their number one song on Spotify. And I was like, this literally sounds like I'm listening to. (laughs) It was like a girl's five of a song straight out of the show. It was hilarious. It's like, I have 32 pairs of shoes. (laughs) I was like, stop. <laughs> well, do you want to hear something even better? I've yes. seen them in concert. Stop. What? They oh opened up gosh. for Aaron Carter. Oh my gosh. That and is And they also were featured um they covered Kids in America, which was on as I've mentioned before, one of my favorite <laughs> soundtracks of all time, the Jimmy Neutron soundtrack. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. I <laughs> I was listening to their Kids in America cover and I couldn't remember because that's been covered a couple times. I was mixing it up with Kids in the Future, the Jonas Brothers cover, like slash mm-hmm. they changed the words. And wow, no secret no secrets did it before Joe Bros on yeah, your all-time favorite album. <laughs> uh that's iconic. Um, 
Also, their logo. It's just like looking at these actual like bands. limited to sweatshirts. Yes. Looking at the bands, it it just like um made me appreciate even more the attention to detail in Girls Five Eva, like recreating a band and the flashbacks from Y2K era, like totally really spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's amazing. Okay. My number two is I'm going to go with M2M. Ooh, good one. Um, They, I, I first heard of them on Radio Disney and the songs I know, which is actually interesting because the two that I, the only two pre- basically that I know are not their top two songs on Spotify I'm seeing, but it's Don't Say You Love Me and Mirror Mirror. Um, Mm -hmm. both amazing um they were kind of more like a little more singer songwriter vibes than just straight up like pop princess kind of vibes but they were definitely they were like predecessors of like michelle branch kind of things um totally totally love and um you gotta have like a down-to-earth pop princess too and that's what these girls were to me love it I also loved Mirror Mirror. That was one so good. of my favorite songs. So good. Okay, my number one is Dream. Um, you may know them for He Loves You Not or This Is Me. Um, I was looking at them on Spotify and was truly shocked to see that they had a they released a single in twenty nineteen called higher and it's like a cover but i'm like still confused i'm like was this like you know how sometimes spotify like if a band has the same name they like put it in the wrong place i'm like is this in the wrong place and was it i don't know i can't really tell the song was not bad um but then i was looking at their little bio on spotify and uh, it's so sweet and so sad (laughs) because it says (laughs) Stay in contact with us on the many social media platforms that we use both individually and as a group. You will find our group Instagram and Twitter accounts right here on our profile. We love our fans. Please stay in contact and keep the dream alive. Also, make sure that you check out the recently released dream documentary on YouTube and the link. So I think I need to watch their recently released dream documentary. That's going to be Girl Meets Show homework. Yeah, I think it might need to be. Especially because Dream is also my number one. <laughs> I had a feeling, I know that we've bonded about Dream before, so I was hoping yeah. that would be the case. Well, and it's so funny because, like, it really, I don't even really remember talking about Dream, like, to my friends in middle school. I had the album and I listened to it a lot, but, like, I don't really remember listening to it with other people. I don't. So it's like, I'm just happy to like finally have a shared experience with dream, I guess. Um, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it was real. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't something in, in your imagination. It wasn't just a dream. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, My favorite song on the whole album was um, I don't like anyone, but you is the song. That was my personal favorite in addition to he loves you not and this is me but that was my favorite yeah. deep cut <laughs> i'll have to go back and listen to that one 
I was I was trying to go through because I was like I need to add some of these to like my like Y2K playlist because some of them weren't mm-hmm. on there and I was listening and I was like mm, I don't like these ones as much but I still I, I don't like anyone really holds up in my opinion so highly recommend wow I really wish that they would all get back together because I feel like I'm in a um, girl band drought seriously boy bands had a time and there were a few girl bands but they have broken up or we just need more i also feel like not all of them got as famous it was like girl solo acts that were like the superstars like britney and christina and even like mandy moore and then it was like solo boys and boy bands and there weren't really like girl groups that got to that level um, and I even feel like something I was thinking about when I first was watching, like just from the first episode of Girls 5 Evo, it was like, I don't really feel like this has been covered in pop culture, like reminiscing about the, this, these girl groups that were around and like, they would, they weren't even really quite one hit wonders, but like kids, we knew these songs, you know, cause they were like on mm-hmm. TV and in these kids movies and stuff. Um, but, like, boy bands are constantly kind of parodied and, like, represented, like, that kind of nostalgia. But I'm, like, there's this whole other level of nostalgia that's, like, underrepresented, in my opinion. I totally agree. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from the show was, wow, this feels so, like, like no one's done this before, which is kind of shocking because it seems like it was right there all along. Um. But I was trying to think about it and I was like, really, no one's really done this. And that was really fun because, I mean, I love boy bands, but this was great. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) But really, it was it's weird, too, because it's like I feel like Y2K nostalgia, especially as like people are always playing up nostalgia specifically that millennials have in our age group. But it's so it's shocking that there is something that hasn't really been covered yet. But mm-hmm. it just, it was good. Okay, Girls 5 Eva. Jordan, do you want to give your thoughts on how you, how you liked or didn't like or felt about Girls 5 Eva? Yes. Um, I thought it was really, really good. It was one of the fastest watches we've ever done on girl meets show i feel like you can just really i agree breeze right through it um eight half hour episodes amazing um filled with a billion people that we already love um Mm -hmm. particularly busy phillips we are major busy heads um but also um the so the girl group girls five eva is busy phillips sarah borellis um renee elise goldsberry from Hamilton and Paula Pell. Um, Paula Pell is like an SNL and 30 Rock writer, but she was also the last time I actually saw her in something, it was in Wine Country. Remember that? Which Same. we didn't really like, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt like all four of them worked really, really well together in a surprising way to me because I was like, that's a very random collection of people. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I I really liked them all together. I but yeah, I really enjoyed it. You can tell it. their chemistry is real from like busy's instagram stories they all genuinely love each other and love hanging out with each other and i think that really showed what up on screen and i think that is was key yes 100 percent. but yeah honestly i don't really have any real negatives to say about it I, i think that maybe one thing is that sometimes um I almost wish, and I don't really know which direction I wish it would go, but sometimes it would lean surprisingly far into, like, the really silly, ridiculous, like, more Kimmy Schmidt-level jokes that were kind mm-hmm. of, like, um, like not based in reality. And then other times it would kind of be more grounded in reality. And so there were just – and I don't think it was in even every episode or anything like that. And it's not something that, like, stops me from liking the show – but I almost wish I c- it would live in a world that was, like, very, very silly or, like, more 30 Rock kind of where it's, like, realistic but still very silly. I don't know. It sounds kind of like a weird thing to say, but there were just some – I would say maybe in, like, the last couple episodes, I would feel like things were happening so quickly and I would be, like, whoa, like, blindsided by, like, like a ridiculous reality show that would, like – it was, like, a – parody of a reality show but other things seems like more things that would actually happen in real life if that kind of makes sense yeah so you felt like the reality show like that you're saying you're comparing that to more of like a Kimmy Schmidt type of comedy that was not more based in reality is that what you're saying yeah okay yeah that makes sense um I kind of felt like the same thing like my my example of where I felt like it was weird was like Paula Pell's uh like storyline episode where she uh meets back up with her ex. There was like weird visuals on screen where she was like singing and I was like they don't do this on any of the other episodes so like it feels a little bit out of place. Yeah. Yeah, that is like the exact kind of thing that I'm trying to express and it's like (laughs) and it's things that I still thought were funny but it was kind of like oh so now this show is going to be like completely ridiculous you know Mm -hmm. and then but then it would kind of go back to like Sarah Bareilles and like kind of her realistic like relationship with her husband and stuff like it was interesting but yeah I think that's a good critique okay thank you I'm like am I making sense but (laughs) but I'm glad that you know what I'm talking about and like kind of felt the same way yeah no idea and yeah I completely agree I really liked it and thought it was just really fun to watch I felt like there were times where I felt like the story wasn't moving along fast enough for me I really liked each character and like each character's like story arc um I really loved Renee Goldsberry and I was kind of surprised because at first I was like, I don't know if I like this character, but I loved her. I also will say I felt a little bothered by Busy's character a lot of the time, but I think that they're setting her up to be in a great place that I think I'll really love her in the next season. If there is a next season. Yes. I'm glad you said that too, because it pains me to say that and it's not necessarily it's not busy's performance the char- her character at least in the first half is definitely like the the weakest 
character maybe like maybe not weakest but like the least interesting to me Mm -hmm. but just because like we've kind of seen like kind of the like dumb girl character before but you're right that like by the end of the season she actually was very different than how the season started for her Mm -hmm. and I feel like um they did it in like a subtle way too where it's like just it made sense that she would also like be smarter and evolved by the end of the season, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting too, because I, while that character is maybe more cliched than some of the other characters, it's not a cliche for busy to play that character. Cause she's usually playing like almost like a rageaholic, (laughs) like (laughs) at least in like freaks and geeks. And I think she was kind of like that. She had like an arc on Dawson's Creek and it kind of like, the girl that will like could beat you up or like is going to yell at you and like never hide mm-hmm. what she's thinking. And so it's like a very different character for me to watch something busy's in, you know? Um, was that kind of, was this character kind of similar to her character in white chicks? It's been so long since I watched the white chicks that well, I've I never seen. Remember. I've never seen white chicks. <laughs> wow. So I don't know. And I forgot she was even in that. So yeah, I'm not, it's funny because like, I'm a busy fan, but is it mostly because I love her on social media and like as a person, I guess? Yeah. Which is probably even better. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I don't know. Does an artist want to be appreciated for who they are or for their art? (laughs) That's like the modern celebrity dilemma, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. Um, oh, I, the music was amazing. Yes. I was obsessed. Um, particularly, uh, Dream Girlfriends. I think that song is one of the best songs that's ever been written. I think it's so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious and was like so catchy. I think, yeah, I'm trying to think of like standout tracks from the whole season. Honestly, the theme song. Like I get it stuck in my head great. just thinking about it. It's one of those things where like, this is my first experience watching Peacock and might be my last until season two <laughs> comes out because I'm going to probably cancel my, my free trial. <laughs> um, but there's like a skip intro option. Never took that option because I always wanted to watch and listen to the theme song. It was so good. Same. They all look really good in the intro. They seriously do. They look amazing. Yeah, the songs were so funny. And I loved, too, that, like, sometimes you'd only get, like, a few seconds clip in the episode of the song, but then a lot of times they would play the full song in the closing credits, and so, like, I mm-hmm. never wanted to skip to the next episode there either. Loved it. Yeah, I agree. Um, They released the album on, like, streaming services, so if you've watched it and are obsessed with songs like we are, you can listen to them on spotify or wherever you get your music <laughs> so excited can't wait to have that be great. part of my end of year wrap up on spotify <laughs> <laughs> we should probably practice dream girlfriends for our karaoke night oh my gosh that'd be pretty good it would be amazing and it would go with our theme of performing songs that no one else knows there <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but we're just trying to inspire people to listen to these songs on their own time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
One other thing that stood out to me, too, was um, how good Sarah Bareilles was at acting. Yes. I was like, I, I'm a Sarah Bareilles fan of her music. And so I was like, oh, like they picked her because she's a good singer and like she's a songwriter because like she'll probably participate in that aspect of the show. But like she was a natural TV actress. I was very surprised and impressed. Cause she has she been in anything besides Waitress on Broadway? Not that I know of. I've as far as I know, that's like her first acting credit. And she was good. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I was a little worried that she was going to just be kind of like um the kind of boring, just like I'm like the straight man of the show and like I'm just everyone around me is crazy and I'm normal. But, like, Mm -hmm. she actually added little quirks to her character that were funny. And, like, I I thought she was really good. I was really impressed. Yeah. And I think she was needed because I think she brought down the other characters that had more of that craziness. Yes. Um, It was funny. In the first episode, I was like, okay, so she's kind of like Liz Lemon if Liz Lemon, like, was in a pop group. Because she, like, really was. There was major, I mean, <laughs> they even They even look very similar. Yes. They were, and sometimes they would, like, style her in, like, a very Liz Lemon outfit and stuff. Um, And so that, I mean, that kind of worried me a little bit, too. Like, is it just going to be kind of like a repeat? Especially because at first I wondered if Renee Goldsberry was going to be, like, just the Jenna Maroney kind of character since it's, like, all it's like Tina Fey produced and stuff but actually no I feel like they found other directions to go with these characters and um it was it was good it wasn't just like let's make a 30 rock that's about a pop group you know Mm -hmm. I thought it was good um while we're talking about Tina Fey I was shocked (laughs) at how good her Dolly Parton was it was amazing I was like that's not Dolly, is it? Like, just the voice alone was, like, insanely perfect. It was so accurate. I um I have to toot my own horn because I, um in the end of the first episode, they're like, coming up this season on Girls 5 Eva, and they show someone dressed as Dolly for, like, half a second, and I was like, I think that was Tina Fey. And my roommate was like, <laughs> what? No way, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know, but I swear that was Tina Fey. And um, it was, and I was really proud of myself because <laughs> it was almost impossible to tell because the wig was perfect. The white suit was perfect. And like the makeup mm-hmm. was just like dolly, dolly, dolly. <laughs> and something like I, I've never heard a good Dolly Parton impression until now, I guess. Because, yeah, like, has she ever done that on SNL or anything? Because I don't think so. It made me actually think of, um, did you ever read Bossy Pants? You know, I read like 30 pages in it and I never finished it. I listened to it. So barely, no. (laughs) (laughs) So you probably didn't get to the part where she talks about playing um, freaking, what is that lady's name on SNL? Oh, Sarah Palin. Yes. I, so you probably didn't get to the part where she's playing, talking about playing Sarah Palin and how she was like very, very scared because she doesn't think she's good at impressions. And in the audiobook, then you, they play an, like a clip of her being Sarah Palin and you're like, how are you scared? You sound exactly like Sarah Palin. And so I was thinking about how she doesn't think she's good at impressions 
And then she's doing like a literally perfect Dolly Parton impression. Mm-hmm. It was it was flawless, and I feel like Dolly's voice is really hard to imitate. Yeah, I, I couldn't even try. Well, I'm, <laughs> I I actually am bad at impressions, but uh, well, we're not on SNL, yeah, so that's amazing. not our job. <laughs> True, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was so it was so funny. That was so good. That was one of my favorite bits. And one of my other favorite bits was um, the idea of the New York lonely boy. Like, Yeah, that was chi- my favorite, too. Only children in New York City. Oh, my gosh. It was It so was hilarious. Funny. And the way they ended it, I'll also call out John Slattery was in it. And it was perfect. And I was like, wait, is that his real wife and real son? It really was. And I loved it that as well it was so amazing yeah which made me research more because i forgot that she played his wife on mad men mm-hmm. it's crazy that is just see and they were that married couple on modern romance sorry i meant tina fey and john slattery oh well yeah i realized okay. that was probably confusing i was right there with you though because i was also thinking about like modern romance came out so long ago <laughs> I lived in my old apartment when that when I watched that. <laughs> um, yeah, that that episode might have been my favorite of the whole thing. Actually, that was so funny. Yeah, um, that was I hilarious. Agree. Um, oh, one other thing. This it was it was not a bad part of the show, but it was hard to look at. Was Andrew Rannells's wig? It was <laughs> so ugly. And, like, it's hard to make Andrew Rannells look bad. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> they really did it. You finally did it. We did it, Joe. His storyline was one of my favorites as well. I oh really didn't see it coming, and I thought it was very hilarious. And so funny. I really hope that – I hope he'll be in another season if he if there is a season two. I totally agree. Didn't really know that I wanted – the dream team of Andrew Reynolds and Busy Phillips, you know, but like, yeah, me neither, but they're perfect. We were really, really fed well with that. I wish we would have gotten more of their like church services because that was also one of my favorite parts. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I feel like I say this every time we watch like a short comedy, but like I want to, I should rewatch this before I cancel my Peacock thing. That was actually, that was kind of my, my closing remarks of this show is that um I think while I was watching it I was missing a lot of the writing the writing is so good and a lot of the jokes are so funny that um I think it would serve better as like a second watch than it even did a first watch because I think at first I was just like expecting it to just be like a light-hearted comedy and maybe wasn't paying as attention close of attention as I should have been and I probably missed a lot of great jokes that were just like in people's lines and stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah I had the same thought that it would be a really good second watch it really would well and it makes me think of two I mean not to it's hard with these shows that are like Tina Fey produced and and Meredith Scardino because it's like of course it's impossible not to compare it to 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt yeah. Um, but 
they're all great shows. And I don't think they're shying away from the similarities either, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they're not trying to necessarily go out of their way to make them completely different. Like, the sound, it's like Tina Fey's husband, Jeff Richmond, did the music for this one as well. So it's like, it's going to sound similar and look similar. But it's similar. The, the similarity I'm thinking of is Kimmy Schmidt. Rewatching Kimmy Schmidt is like a whole other experience because, mm-hmm. like, there's so many jokes per second, I feel like. And yeah. I really feel like this is how it would be, too. And I think it's one of those things where sometimes when you anticipate the joke coming, it can even pay off even better the second time you're experiencing yeah. it. Especially with the music, too. The songs were such a highlight this time around that I'm sure there's just even, like, little lines that I missed. Oh, yeah. Every single line of the song, I'm sure, is hilarious. But yeah. I was too busy laughing about a line, so I missed a line. Every <laughs> yeah, other line exactly. I missed. <laughs> exactly. It's like a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just really glad that it lived up to like all of our expectations and dreams for what the show could be. And oh, okay. One other thing that we've kind of briefly talked about while we were doing our top three is just how incredible the flashbacks are. They mm-hmm. were so good and I loved that they showed it in like it was exactly the way it would look on TV now like we were watching uh, VH1 I love the 90s and like all of the (laughs) video qualities were like so bad and but it looked exactly like the video quality of the flashbacks oh my gosh that kind of made me feel like it really was so perfect that is so accurate that is so funny. It really was like, this is actual TRL footage. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, well, who's your crush of the week? Um, You know what? I'm going to give it up to someone that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, Ashley Park. Mm, good. We already know Ashley Park from... Emily in Paris and um she was just like she we only know her through flashbacks in Girls 5 Eva um and she was just like so cute and good and um the parts she was in I feel like she was really really funny and good and held her own with all of these like comedians Mm -hmm. and also like with strong personalities acting and stuff and um it was just like fun to see her again and I loved her. Yeah, I was uh I was sad when I realized what her character's her character arc was going to be mm-hmm. because I was expecting her to be one of like the main members of the band that we would be seeing all the time. Yes. Um and but they still used her in a great and like kept her involved in enough episodes um that I felt content because I wanted to see a lot of her because I just really 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 love her totally and I thought it was fun that um I love like seeing all of like the ties to Tina Fey as to like what who was chosen and why yes and she was on in the Mean Mean Girls Broadway musical and yeah I'm just happy for her and hope Hope to see her more, which I think I probably said when we were talking about Emily in Paris, but yeah, well, because she which was I like, know is filming right now, so maybe that's where she's probably at now. 
Totally. I mean, she was a highlight in Emily in Paris for sure. Her character. Yeah. So she was. Yeah. Well, my crush is uh, Renee Goldsberry. I already mentioned, but I just thought she was really good. And especially like midway towards the end of the season, I just really loved her character and thought she was really funny and fun. And yeah, I'd never seen her. So excited for her pathway to fame now. Totally. Well, it's like she's really... Everyone knows who, even if you, I feel like even if you've never seen Hamilton, she's like the female character you may think of. Mm-hmm. I feel like just from like people sharing gifts or whatever. And so seeing her be so funny and mm-hmm. often like one of the most silly characters was really, really fun. And her outfits were freaking cool. They were amazing. Um. Oh, that, okay. It's, it is funny doing the detective work of how these people know Tina Fey. She was in Sisters. Oh! She's not, like, a huge role, but she's one of, like, the, like, adults that comes to their house party who, like, starts out boring and then gets, like, way <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I didn't even realize that. It's, like, so, so random. Um, especially because, like, if you didn't know those like that then it's like well of course they want someone like from Broadway who can sing to be in this show but it's like how do they mm-hmm. know each other from there like it's just so interesting I want to do just gotta do some more detective work I guess yeah we'll have to make a family tree yeah well okay so Girls 5 Eva streaming on Peacock I recently signed up with Xfinity for my internet service and they provide you with Peacock for free which I've now realized it's like the basic version because I had to watch commercials in the episodes. Um, but it was fine. I can handle 30 second breaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jordan, what, what did you do? So I, um, I have Roku and so I downloaded the Peacock app, but saw that if you just have the free version, you can't, you can watch like maybe the first episode, I think. So what I ended up doing was signing up for the free trial of like the premium Peacock account. Um, so I watched it with no ads because I Lucky. went all out for my free trial. <laughs> but it was confusing because I thought that if I had if I had the free version of Peacock that I'd be able to watch the show with ads. But that's not how it works. Yeah. So it's kind of like Hulu where you still have to pay for ads but pay more for no ads. Mm-hmm. How, is the free trial for a week? Yeah. Okay. And it's you can do a cool. free trial for the no ads version. That's the $10 a month account. Or you can do a free trial of the $5 account with ads. And so I did the $10 one. I don't know if that means that I am now ineligible, ineligible for doing the fi- the other lesser <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm It'll assuming it does, if- but it's like, I just don't know why you would ever do the free trial of the $5 ad one when you could do the free trial of the $10 ad free one, but whatever. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Well, bravo Peacock for your first original show. I hope that they get a season two and it'll be exciting to see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. All right, well... 
thank you for listening and I wish I had like a girls a perfect girls five of a like sign off dang it but you could be like so what are you waiting five (laughs) (laughs) well I think we just got it I think you did it (laughs) bye bye